we're there. All right. Are we there? I don't know. Hello. You know, I don't know what happened. That's weird. We we missed our intro. We missed our intro. We missed everything. I don't know what happened. It's gone. You know, welcome to changes (laughs) in ministry. (laughs) You know what? Go with the flow, right? And so here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? We're ready. Let's do it. Could the latest blessing for Israel be a lure for the Ezekiel prophecies? We'll see good becoming evil and evil becoming good in the eyes of many. And we've got so many articles about corruption, you would think the end is near. But Jesus said, not yet, which means we get to share another episode of Signs of the Times, our weekly review of just some of the Bible prophecies we find in the world's news for Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Signs of the Times is always finding new things, just like our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products. They'll find the right insurance products for your specific needs. For a personalized quote, you can contact Bob Johnson Insurance by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. Listen to this or previous shows, share them with your friends, or ask a prophecy question by hitting us up at thewaymedia.net, then click Signs of the Times. And now, here to remind us that the sounds made by dinosaurs were created by humans is Pastor Mark, (laughs) who hired a handyman and gave him a list of things to fix. When Pastor Mark got home, only items 1, 3, and 5 were finished. It turns out he only does odd jobs. Odd jobs? I completely don't get it, Greg. Um, uh, when Pastor Mark got home, he only finished <laughs> items one, three, and five. Right. Those are odd numbers. Right, but what are the, what's the dinosaur thing? It, I, I'm looking for like something with oh, a dinosaur. Oh, no, that was, that was prior. That was prior. See, see I'm trying yeah, to connect sorry. all this. You know, I think this is going to be an interesting show today. <laughs> I really believe this is going to be an, well. I think an it is going to be show. an interesting show. For some reason, I had the dinosaur. I thought you were going to link in the dinosaur because the intro, and then you said the odd. Jo- I got the odd jobs one, three, and five. But I'm going. What does that have to do with the dinosaur? In my mind, I'm thinking Tyrannosaurus Rex, short arms. He couldn't reach something. Uh, Between, uh, yeah, I'm over. I'm overthinking oh, it. Greg. Gotcha. I'm overthinking yes. it. Yes. But you know what? But you want to know what? You're on medication. So I, I am. And by the way, speaking of which, some mercy today <laughs> to kind of segue out of yes. our lack of music and lack of my understanding. Um, I am. I am battling a sickness. Yes, you are. And, and I'm going to be coughing a lot. But listen, I'm going to spare our listeners. I, I have a button. That keeps you from hearing me cough. Those of you that are watching, you will see me cough. Those of you that are listening, hopefully will not. But uh, we're going to get through this show. And so uh, no music, no joke. And you know what, Greg? But here's the thing. Uh, there's no joke about prophecy. This is real, and we're, we're gonna it's, we're gonna see some odd things today. We, we so are gonna see it works some, great. We're gonna see some totally totally odd things today. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at all of them right now. So, oh boy. I mean, clearly we. Uh, uh, Wow. I hope we're really on the air. Uh, no, I think we're on the air. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. no, right. no. Because we didn't hear anything. We just suddenly yeah, was, here no, we are. I think we're on the air. You know, this is just, I think this is just the effects of training. So, okay. All right. So that's All okay. Right. So here we go. So we'll, well, you know, but sort of, you know, we have a saying that we learned from Pastor Chuck at Calvary Costa Mesa, and that is, blessed are the flexible, there you go. for they shall not be easily broken. That's right. That's so right. So it is one of those blessed are the flexible days. That's it's right. Friday. The weather's beautiful outside. It is. Uh, the news, not so beautiful, but... At the end, we've got hope in Jesus. It's kind of like though we kind of were kind of raptured and transported into the show. So there's yes. kind of a prophetic. It wasn't like suddenly we just like were lifted and brought to this place, and here we are. Oh my! So anyway, yes, okay. I'm making the best of it. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> well, before we get into articles, Pastor Mark wanted to discuss uh, a few topics, yes. and so the first one is you wanted to discuss the Antichrist. And the desire of women. Yes. And you've got Nero in parentheses here. I, I do. Yeah, here's or, the thing. So, yeah. Sometimes, you know, Greg used to, we, as you know, when we started the show, we would always have a discussion time and we restructured it, which I like the new restructuring better. But sometimes I still have these things in rare time where there's just something really heavy on my heart. Just boom, it's there. And I say, God wants me to talk about this. This morning as I was prepping, these things kind of just really popped in my heart. And okay. I feel like this God wanted us to discuss it. So this is kind of a moment of discussion with uh, three different topics before we jump into articles. And as you said, Greg, the first one that was in my heart this morning that's really been hitting me, especially when I looked at the articles. I don't want to kind of you know jump the gun. We're not going to, you know, too much. But I'll mention this. There's a lot of articles about what's happening in the whole uh, pressure for the transgender, homosexual, acceptance, pride, all this. Because now we're in, in June, which is, again, they, they're trying to make a pride month out of it and all this kind of stuff. 
And as I was thinking about that, Greg, this whole thing with the Antichrist, and one of the descriptions of the Antichrist is he will not have the desire of women. Now, there are two interpretations of that among commentators. Yes. And and even non-commentators, those that are special taters. But uh, either way... The, the the desire of women is looked at two ways. One is um, people say, "Well, look," and this is this is the one I've always leaned toward. Back in the days of Jesus, they referred uh, to um, the the Messiah as the desire of women. He was called that was one of his names. And why did they call the Messiah the desire of women? Because every woman wanted the privilege of carrying the Messiah. I mean, think what an honor it was when the angel came and said, "Mary, you're the one." Mm. You're going to carry the Messiah. Wow. I mean, that's like, you're going to carry God. There's only one person in eternity that has that honor, and it was Mary. So, with that said, most lean toward the desire of women, meaning it's talking about that. It's the it's, it's simply saying the Antichrist will not have any regard for the Messiah. And we know that's true. He's mm-hmm. going to have zero regard for the Messiah. So, no regard for the desire of women. I'm starting to wonder... And I'll tell you what, we kicked it in this morning. I'm starting to wonder if maybe there's a double meaning here. Yes, the first and foremost, the desire of women, the Messiah. But that maybe there will be, maybe he will be homosexual. Now, here's why I say that. Not just because of all these, there's such a worldwide spirit of the acceptance of homosexuality, transgender, uh, pride, pride, pride. Satan fell from pride. And all these things promoting this this um, uh, this design that God didn't design physical relationships to be. He designed a man and I'm designed a man and woman. We all know that. Okay. So my 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 thing is is that well, the reason I'm starting to reconsider could there be maybe it is obviously no regard for the Messiah, but could it also be that he is going to be homosexual? Here's why this hit me. In Revelation, it says that a a, a an existing spirit will come up from the center of the earth. And possess the Antichrist initially. Okay? Talks about that in Revelation. There's going to be a, a demon that's going to possess the Antichrist. Now, we always think about Satan possessing the Antichrist, and he will at some point. The, the Bible says Satan will inhabit, he, he will inhabit at some point um, uh, the Antichrist, and there's probably going to be at the three and a half year point where he declares that he's God and Satan wants to be worshiped as God. But so there looks like there's going to be kind of a multiple possession going on here with Satan, whether or not the other guy will have to move out. Probably he will, because Satan wants all the glory. Or whether or not the other guy will be allowed to stay, whoever this demon is. Remember, there are fallen demons, and they 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 interfere with the earth and mankind and all that right now. But there's a small group of them because of something they did in sexual immorality. It talks about in Genesis 6 and in Jude and in Second Peter, that God took a small group of them, we don't know how many, and locked them up early in a holding tank called Tartarus in the center of the earth. And it talks about it in Second Peter. Again, gives the name of Tartarus. We see it in Jude. We also see it in Genesis. So, so they, they left their proper domain and went after strange flesh is what the scripture says. So God's going to open up that pit. He's going to open up Tartars, it says, in, during the Great Tribulation. One of these demons will come up and will possess the Antichrist. Now, I've always wondered who that will be. Is it a demon that has already possessed someone in the past? It's interesting. When you look at Nero... Nero, many people see as a type of the Antichrist because he was so extremely wicked and brutal, hated Christians, and was so horrible to them. I mean, the atrocities he did. He declared that he was God, and Nero also had the nickname in his day as, guess what? The Beast. Mm. So Nero was known, his nickname among the world, because he was so evil, he was known as, it wasn't just Christians calling him that, he was known as the Beast, okay? Well, we know that the Antichrist is called the The Beast. beast. Now, this doesn't mean... That it's the same spirit, but, but, you know, people believe that, that Nero was possessed. He changed radically right after Paul shared with him, and he had Paul put to death. That's when he started going crazy. And many people believe, many scholars, and many who look back because of his change of behavior, Christians that is, they believe he was demon possessed right after that. Indeed, if he was possessed with a spirit, and he became known as the beast, if this is one of those spirits that God allowed to possess him and then maybe locked up and is re-allowed to come back up, could it be the same spirit that's going to repossess him in the last days? We don't know, but I find this intriguing. And here's something else I find intriguing. I did not know this until today. You think with all my reading and all the things I've looked at, but I learned today, Nero was married twice, both times to men. So you have Nero interesting as a homosexual. 
married twice to men, called the beast, promoting homosexuality, promoting that lifestyle, promoting that, calling himself God. And then you look at the Antichrist called the beast, who people picture oftentimes as Nero. You see this worldwide push, a spirit of everybody better accept homosexuality. As a matter of fact, Greg, they're putting it in the in the school books now. They're putting yes. it in the kindergartens. It's the next generation. It's going to be so accepted. It's It's demonic. But Satan is trying to get the entire world to see this as normal. Well, I'm not saying that this is what it's going to be, but wouldn't that be interesting if the church is gone, it's now seen as normal, this same spirit enters the Antichrist, and homosexuality is promoted. We don't know for sure, but that is something I want our listeners to be aware of. I put it out there. Just be aware of it. It may not be. We don't know that. It, It could simply be the desire of women. He doesn't like the Messiah. There could be a double entendre going on there where it's not liking the messiah and homosexuality the only reason i introduced that is because it's becoming so pushed and so prevalent um and this is interesting to me greg uh there's a particular group of the transgender uh, uh population now that are getting very violent as you know we had the shooting there in nashville and they're talking about killing christians they're actually just coming out and saying it and just this i think it was yesterday I heard someone in that community say, not only should Christians be silenced, they should be killed and their heads should be cut off. Well, that's a very interesting phrase to use, because what is the Antichrist going to do uh, to those on the earth after the rapture? He's going to cut everyone's head off that doesn't worship him. So when I see all these things, the, talk the same of, spirit, I, it, there's a spirit going on here. You're hearing the, the language of cutting the head off. You're hearing the language of you're seeing this push for homosexuality and transgenderism. You, you see the, the the history of Nero, the beast, um, you know, being a homosexual himself, and people seeing him as a picture of the Antichrist in many ways in the early church. I, I, again, is this a clue of the Holy Spirit? I don't know. I'm not saying that. Don't go say Pastor Mark said that's what it means. I am not saying that's what it means. I'm simply saying this got my attention enough with this major push for all this, uh, uh, you know, as, as we get onto the the the, the um, Pride Month or whatever. Be aware of that. If we're seeing it inundate our society, this is odd. You don't see um, adultery month. You don't see theft month. You don't see murder month. You don't see lying month. You just see homosexuality month or pride month. So it's like there's this one sin that's being singled out, that's being promoted. And if you don't accept it, you're evil or bigoted or you're whatever. They'll give you whatever terminology, and they just forget the word of God. It's God's word that condemns it, not not us. Well, I, I think, Pastor Mark, and correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't the Bible indicate that homosexuality is, yes, it's a sin as the other sins, but doesn't God classify that as an abomination? He Am does. I right about he that? He does, and it actually is, is one of those sins. It's one of the last couple of sins at the very end of a culture okay. before God judges, judges. historically. And that is, you have homosexuality, and the next thing is bestiality, where there's actually people with animals having relations. Well, that's didn't that happen in Rome? Well, it's happening before it, the implosion it, 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 of Rome. It did happen in Rome, and now it's beginning to happen here. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so what my point is, we're at the very end of our yeah. culture. If we don't repent, we see right. that it's the same pattern of same Rome. pattern. Yeah. But my point in this, from a, from a prophetic and biblical standpoint, is it, it could just be a resurgence of that, and may have nothing to do with the Antichrist. But I do find it interesting uh, this whole desire of he will not have the desire of women, um, and and then seeing this promotion here of this, it just makes you wonder: could there be something there? Um, that's going to take place. And, and and I wanted to mention that so our listeners can be thinking about it. Okay. Uh, the next thing you wanted to talk about was cyber attacks. Yes. This is something I want our listeners, and especially our believers, to be ready for. Um, you know, you need to have that generator. You need to have whatever. Um, before COVID came out, they started talking about it. And you, you can look back now. And I remember hearing um, um, President Biden, before he was elected, talking about a, um, a COVID virus that was going to shut things down and cause problems. And I remember he, going, had, he did tweeted that out the October prior. Yes. And it was very odd. It was like, what are you talking about? So then it happened. And so what we learned is it was something that was actually planned and something that they knew about behind the scenes. And then they implemented it. I'm not denying something real happened. I'm saying it's very clear now looking back and looking at the historical record. This is something that was planned. And Greg, here's the thing. What I've noticed is these politicians, they can't keep quiet about it. They broadcast what they're going to do before they do it, even as the World Economic Forum broadcasts what they're going to do before they do it. Well, just recently, when well, they've been talking about it for a while, I'd say really it's, it's popped up more than maybe even a year ago, but recently it's popping back up again more. In the news, they're saying, you know what, we're getting ready. We think that white extremists and Christians are going to attack the power grid 
and knock it out nationwide. And we need to be ready. Well, I don't know how white supremacists and even Christians would do that, first and foremost. I, I know that I don't know how to knock out the power grid. Um, you know, I've plugged things in the wrong thing at home before, and we've lost it in the house. Yes. Um, but I'm going, wait a minute, that's odd. Why would you suddenly come out and say, we believe there's going to be a cyber thing that knocks everything out, and it's going to be white supremacists and Christians, and maybe Russia. They're throwing Russia around in oh, there, too. Well, Russia is always the, the... Right. They're kind of the scapegoat. The scapegoat, yeah. But... It's it's almost like there's something else planned, Greg, and it's not going to be Christians. We know that. I don't think it's going to be Russia or anybody else. It's almost like there's a plan going on like there was with COVID through the government to shut down our power grid so that they can maybe implement the next phase in the world economic forum moving forward. Now, we know there's going to be, again, a one-world currency. We know there's going to be the one-world unifying. So there's going to be major world events that kind of, like COVID, that kick these things in. All I'm saying is, I'm not freaking people out. Don't worry about it. I'm simply saying, I'm starting to hear that talk now. Um, and, of course, they're blaming it. And, and you're seeing it blamed on Christians, so that turns the hatred toward Christians. Uh, white supremacists are always an easy target. And, of course, Russia is an easy target because you have the Ukraine thing, and all that falls into place. But it's almost like a switch and bait. Just divert it and then do it, and everybody blames it on somebody else. So just keep your eyes open. Here's what I would say. I only mention this because they're mentioning cyber attack stuff, and I'm expecting at some point we may see a grid shut down temporarily. And and what they may have to do is they're going to say, you know what? There's a grid shut down, and we had to make some changes. We'll be back online shortly and you know what? Because of this, and it's so infiltrated, we're going to have to go to a digital currency or all your money will be lost. I mean, there's, I believe it's going to be possibly, I'm going to say possibly in quotes, used as a catalyst to spring something into this next phase. Just be aware of it. It's all I'm saying. With that said, I encourage our listeners again, if you've got a month or two worth of food set aside, some beans, some rice, maybe a small generator that you might need for a short amount of time, that's called wisdom. Um, I'm not worried about it. God's in control. But because I'm, I, I, I look back now, and if I'd known what was coming with COVID, I would have warned everybody, get ready. Something's weird. Well, now I'm getting that kind of something's weird again feeling. And um, just, I want to put it out there. I could be totally wrong, but I want everybody to be aware. Christians, just be prepared. And this would really further the agenda of turning against Christians more and implementing other things. Again, I think that's enough said on that. Okay. I just wanted to mention it because I'm, I'm hearing that chatter, yeah. and I'm, I'm looking at it from a biblical perspective, knowing that we're heading toward that one world government. Okay, so the last thing you wanted to talk about, Pastor Marcus, Christian opposition, and of all places, yeah. Israel. And I'll be brief on this. Uh, we mentioned it a while back. There were a couple of radical guys that were elected with Netanyahu that were brought into his cabinet, that were elected, that were brought in, that are very anti-Christian, and were trying to shut down all Christian activity in Israel. Well, now there's this, uh, the, the, the vice mayor of Jerusalem, just recently there was a group of believers there on Pentecost uh, here last Sunday, and they were praying on the southern steps and all, and he tried to shut it down and say that, 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 that this Pentecost has nothing to do with Christians uh, Pentecost is only Jewish, and we don't need the Christian activity here, and he's anti-Christian. So there's a little bit bolder, and here's what's weird. Christians are one of their only friends. But there's a little bit bolder push to turn against Christians, Greg, happening now in Israel, which, again, we're going to see in the last days, because although they still know that we're friends of theirs, they're eventually going to get to where once the believers are brought in and the rapture takes place, there'll be a, a strong group. There's going to be a group that really opposes. And just keep your eye on that. There is a growing undercurrent of opposition to Christians in Israel. And I think it's because more Jews are getting saved and more churches are popping up. And so you're seeing greater opposition. It's the enemy. So just be aware. These are things, if I had to say these three things, heads up, Christians, be aware. They're on my heart. I want to share them this morning. And now we're ready for articles. Well, before we get to articles, let me ask you a question really quick about Israel, Pastor Mark, because... I, I almost feel like that story right there is a good barometer in preparing Israel for the fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 12. Oh, you're right. Because one of the last gr people groups in the world that has any love for the nation of Israel and for the Jewish people, let alone People taking a neutral stance against the country, which would which would be a blessing to them compared to how most of the world looks at them. 
But the ones that still love the Jews and love Israel are the Christians. Right. And so to push them out the doors yeah. almost in preparation without them even knowing it, yeah. that we're preparing for all nations and nope, we need you to turn against us. <laughs> How sad. <laughs> because is... prophecy has to be fulfilled. It's like yeah. when I hear that, I'm like, why would you do in your right mind? I know. Why would you do that? And again, the majority's not doing that at this point, no. but Greg, I think it's turning that way. But it's way. turning that way. And, and if they're leaders, then they're going to lead the people that way. And how sad it is when you come to a place where you're so opposed to God that you push even your friends away yeah. because you'd rather make your stand against what's right than even be friends with those that love you. Yeah. It's sad. It's very but that's sad. where they are, but keep praying for them. Yep. Well, let's get hey, to that. Hey, that works. That works. <laughs> we got music. We got music. Yes, we do. Dance at home. <laughs> You lovely listeners. We actually have people that have put a dance together Oh, for the intro to our theme song, Signs of the Times. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, and it would be fun one day to have them dancing in the background um, of the show <laughs> as I'm reading. But anyway, that's for another day. We may have to have that on the screen one we, day for the people, y- the, yes. wa- the watchers at home. Uh, JewishPress.com reporting that there is yet another natural gas reservoir discovered off of Israel's yeah. Mediterranean coast, and this is not Leviathan. Yeah, God continues to bless them in resources. Israel's energy, they used to have nothing over there, and now they got more than handle. Israel's energy ministry and, and uh, energy on company on Wednesday announced the discovery of a new natural gas reservoir off Israel's Mediterranean coast. It's a new one now. It's called the, the Calculist. Uh, well, actually, oh, no, it's, it's Catlin. Yeah, you're right. It's the Calculus Business News Outlet that yes. reported it. It's yes. called the Catlin, um, and it's uh, considered the fourth largest gas field to be discovered in Israel since 2010. Again, you know, why do we say this? Because the more resources they have, the more Russia's going to want them, the more reason to come in with Iran and try to attack and take them. I mean, this is like finding a gold mine and telling somebody else, hey, you know, we've got this gold mine. You know, I want your gold mine. So, again, keep your eye on this. Yes, it's a blessing to Israel, but it can also be a catalyst, if you will, the Catlin catalyst to pull them down into attacking the nation of Israel. Nice, nice tie-in. Yes, there. yes. All right. Let's come back to America for a moment or two. Uh, we got a couple of articles here. This first one is from ChristianPost.com. It says, less than half of U.S. adults believe in God without a doubt. Yeah, again. And it almost sounds good, but is it yeah. really? No, it's not. Again, it just shows that we're falling further away. They're just saying less than half say, yeah, for sure, God's there. I mean, that's, that's pitiful. While less than half adults in the U.S. believe God without a doubt... Or attend religious services frequently. Um, well, le- yeah, less than half, without a doubt. That's right. The majority, almost 80%, per 80% say they still pray, but they don't have it without a doubt. Majority of American adults also reported they uh, have never had it. Look, look at this, Craig. A majority of American adults report they've never had a born-again experience. That means the majority of Americans are not saved because you can't go to heaven without a born-again experience. Uh, uh, which is described as a turning point in their life. Hmm. And it goes on to give statistics. I guess, look, not a lot to say on this other than we continue to watch the downward slide of America as, as a godly nation, which makes sense because we've turned away from God as a nation. And it, it, it said, continue to pray for revival. This is a good article to remind. Continue to pray for revival in the church and for God to bring the lost into the kingdom because it's getting worse and worse. You know, I'd love to see a great revival before the Lord comes back. But then I think about also where the Lord said, when I come to the earth, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? And you go, is that a signal there's going to be less and less and less believers to the point where he finally comes and gets us out? I don't know, but I I fear it. I'm sorrowful for our nation. Yeah. Well, here's some more sorrowful news. And this kind of really falls in line with the second thing that you talked about, Pastor Mark, and that was the the rumored uh, cyber attack and then the rumored blaming it on the Christians and extremists, whatever, uh, shutting down the grid. But this is for real. This is from Fox News. University program linking Christians and Republicans to Nazis is granted DHS funds under the quote-unquote anti-terror initiative. Yes, what's happening behind the scenes, Greg, is Christians are being attacked, and we're being linked with hate groups, and they're they're creating an atmosphere now. Christians are the bad guys. It's exactly what happened in Rome. It's what Nero did in Rome. He blamed the Christians when he burned Rome down, and we're seeing it now. This is a repeat, speaking of Nero, our buddy there. The <laughs> Biden administration is doling out taxpayer money through an anti-terrorism grant initiative to a university program that has explicitly lumped the Republican Party as well as Christian and conservative groups 
into the same category as Nazis, according to documents shared exclusively with Fox News Digital. The Media Research Center, a conservative watchdog group, obtained the documents. Um, and they said the finding was the work was explicitly targeting the American political right. Um, among the organ- they called a pyramid of far-right radicalization. Among the organizations that movements displayed on this pyramid by the government, okay, the, the, these are the bad guys here in, in this pyramid, Republican Party, Heritage Foundation, American Conservative Union, Fox News, Breitbart News, National Rifle Association, Prager University, Tea Party Patriots, the, the Make America Great Again movement, the pro-police Blue Lives Matter movement, and the Christian Broadcasting Network, or I would say anybody that's Christian radio like us. The pyramid also included uh, hate groups like the base, neo-Nazi paramilitary group, the Daily Stormer, a pro-Nazi publication, seemingly comparing them to mainstream organizations such as the GOP. So it's kind of this subtle thing. We're like we're being lumped in, Greg, with these people that truly are wicked to make us seem like we're a part of that. It's the lies of the enemy. You can see the turning against the Jews, against the Christians. It's the spirit of Satan, and it's at work. I mean, hot and heavy right now. So we're watching, I believe, end-time stuff unfold before our very eyes. The Lord said it would happen. We don't need to worry. We trust God. He's going to take us out of here. But still, it's very interesting to watch. Yeah, you know, Pastor Mark, I would say that instead of taking articles like that as a point to worry about, I would take it as an encouragement for your faith. Yeah. Because this is, yet again, just further proof that God's Word is true. Absolutely. Everything he said will come to pass has come to pass or will be coming to pass or is in the the process of coming to pass. And we're seeing it unfold. This should bolster our faith. This should encourage us to be about our Father's business, whatever we're being called to do in these last days, that we do them in love because that's what people need to see. And, and, And we're not charged by God for the results of our efforts. We are charged for our obedience to do the things God's asked us to do. Greg, what a great perspective to bring up, because really that's what prophecy should do for us, and articles like this, like you said, because what this means is, guys, look, rather than getting fearful, like, oh my goodness, ah, it's like, hey, we're getting closer, and everything you said what happens is going to happen. It's time to get excited. Stand firm, be bold. This is not a time to back away. This is a time to push forward and face any persecution head on if it comes. And to get more excited that at any minute, at any minute, we are out of here. So listen for the trumpet blast. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. That's Pastor Mark, who's helping us make sense of the signs of the times. This is our weekly take on Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAM LP Knoxville, a weekly broadcast that we have tagged as a podcast, number 264, available through all of your popular podcast outlets. And now... You've got me. It is time for a listener question, Pastor Mark. All right. This comes from Hannah, who enjoys Signs of the Times down in Maryville, Tennessee. For those that just moved here, you're pronouncing it Maryville. It should be pronounced Merville uh, if you've been here for your whole life. That's right. Uh, she is talking about the first battle, and she says in the Bible, it talks about the battle between Lucifer and Michael the Archangel. Uh this battle is talked about in multiple books of the Bible. My question is, where does the battle take place in the Bible? And then she followed up and said, to be more specific, she would like to know when Lucifer was cast out of heaven. That's what she means by the battle yes. between Michael and Lucifer. Right. Let's talk about okay. that battle. The battle that she's talking about is the one that she made on the um, addendum that she added. Yes. And that is the battle in heaven, and then we'll address both questions. Um, there have been confrontations between Michael and Satan, confrontations between angels and Satan. We see, uh, you know, uh, with Joshua, the high priest, um, uh, Satan was there accusing him, and, and, and God defended him, and the Lord defended him, um, uh, you know, and cleansed him, if you will, in the Old Testament. And we also see that when Moses died, uh, that, that Michael was fighting, it says, with Lucifer over the body of Moses. Lucifer was there trying to get Moses' body. Now, why would Satan want Moses' body? I personally believe, think about the advantage of having Moses' body. We talked about people being possessed. If Satan had stepped into Moses' body right after he died, and then used his body to walk right back into the camp of Israel and said, hey, uh, guess what? There's a few changes that we need to make to what God told us there. God showed me something new when I died. He gave me new vision and uh, new uh, revelation. He could have changed the whole Bible. So there's no way that, um, you know, God was going to allow Satan to get to the body of Moses. 
So he put Michael there, and Michael stopped him. So that was a confrontation the two had. But neither of those are the battle that she's referring to. This is talking about the battle in the book of Revelation. Um, now, first of all, let's back up and say, let me ask, answer the first question, because really I want to put this in chronological order. When was Satan cast out of heaven? Satan was cast out of heaven when sin was found in his heart. So Satan was cast out of heaven, um, you know, even prior to the, the garden, Adam and Eve. He was cast down, and then when he cast down, he went to Adam and Eve and tempted them, and they fell and all that. He was thrown out of heaven. That was done. However, here's where a lot of people don't understand it. He is, he is still allowed to go back before God, if you want to say, in the foyer of heaven. We see that in Daniel. Yes, we see it in Daniel. We see it in Job. Yeah. Um, oh, still, I'm sorry. I meant Job. Yeah. That's well, what I meant. It, well, in Daniel, you'll see the the spiritual battle. Yeah, but I was, thinking, but I was thinking of Job okay. going up. And, yeah. Yeah. Spiritual battle is between the angels and Daniel, but then yeah, going before him is in Job. Yeah. But anyway, he, it, what we see in Job, uh, Hannah, is that Satan in the demonic realm can still, even though he's been cast out, even though a third of the angels have been cast out, they can still go before God. He gives them the right, the privilege to come before His throne and make requests. And we see him go before the throne of God in Job and say, hey, let me, let me at Job. Let me at him. You know, you're, you're protecting him. That's why he loves you. And so God says, all right, but here's your limits, right? So um, I think that we think when Satan got cast out of heaven, that means he can never go back in. That's not the case. He can't go live there, and he probably doesn't get to go very far in. He probably steps right into what I kind of jokingly call the foyer, and <laughs> God will meet with him. Okay, what's your deal? The gate, the gate of heaven, maybe. What's, sure. your, what's your deal? Like the gate of the city. That's right. Yes. But Satan can't go back and live there anymore, and he can't be there. But he can still go and present him himself before the father and before the lord and get and ask for you know things to do so that's still going on and that will continue to go on until the battle that you're asking about hannah and that battle will take place in the book of revelation it says that michael and his angels that is the holy angels fought with satan and his angels that is the fallen and the unholy angels and then satan will be cast out once and for all so what happens is he still has access up to this point when the battle of Revelation takes place, that one battle, Michael and the archangels will defeat Satan and his angels. Satan and the, and the unholy angels will be cast out for the final time where they can never even come back and make a request. They can't even come back to the gate of heaven. They can't talk to God. They're cast out. They're done. That's it. And that'll happen during the Great Tribulation. And that's when the Bible says that when Satan realizes that, he's cast down to the earth and he knows that his time is short. And so, whoa, 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 the angel says to the inhabitants of the earth, because Satan is coming down with fury and anger. He realizes, I can't even go ask to attack these guys anymore. I now know that the clock is ticking for me to be locked up for hmm. a thousand years. And then after that thousand years, thrown into the lake of fire, I'm going to go and destroy as much as I can. You know, that's why you don't want to be here. You do not want to be here. No. Okay. So that's how it's going to work. He can still go before God. When the battle happens in Revelation, he'll be cast out where he and none of the fallen angels can ever go before God again, and that'll be right there toward the very end before Jesus comes back in the second coming. So I hope that answers your question. Hope it does, too. Thank you for your question, Hannah. And if you've got a question like Hannah, then we invite you to visit thewaymedia.net. Just click on Signs of the Times, and you can see where you can ask your prophecy question. And if you've got the Way Media app, you can do that on the app as well. All right. It's the perfect recipe for the end times smorgasbord. Here we go. Pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. Stir it up. Add a little bit of prophecy. Yes. Heat and it. A, and a lot of pride and a lot of rebellion, and this is what you get. Let it simmer. You get Fox News telling us that Target is partnering with an organization pushing for <sighs> kids' genders to be secretly changed in schools without parental consent you know greg i've got to talk for a second before i read this this is so evil guys listen this there is a demonic push to take over the children of the world not just america satan wants the next yeah, generation he wants the next generation he knows if he can get the kids he can get the world to worship him and that's the goal they, they will worship the antichrist they'll worship satan through the antichrist not all but many yeah the majority yeah. of the world except for those that are raptured and those that get saved after that um but i mean this is just evil God gave children to parents because they're children. They don't know what's best for them. He picked their parents so they could train them up in the way they should go, as the Bible says. And Satan says, you know what? No, I want them. And so, you know, it's interesting, Greg. I want our listeners to be in to watch this from the spiritual perspective, too. And that is this. Notice that everything God says, Satan says the exact opposite. Remember, Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundant. Satan has come to kill, steal, and destroy. For example, 
And this is something else that was in my heart today, so I'm glad this popped up as well. And that is this. God said, be fruitful and multiply. Blessed blessed are you if your quiver is full. That's 12 kids. A quiver held 12. So if I translate that to today, God said, blessed is everyone with 12 kids. Now, we hear that and go, oh, my goodness. ah!" So I'm not saying you should have 12 kids. But he said, blessed is everybody with 12 kids. That's really what it means. Now, with that said, okay, what is Satan saying right now? Have no children. Have one maybe. We're overpopulating. Notice, whatever God it's the, says. the opposite. Yeah. Exact opposite. So what, it, what that tells me is this. There's nothing wrong with having piles of kids. God knows what he's talking about. Satan doesn't. We're not going to overpopulate. We're not going to be in trouble. God is God. Satan's a liar. Let's do another one. God said, have dominion over the earth and use its resources to enjoy. Use the gas. Use the oil. Drive your car. Fly your planes. Enjoy life. That's why I gave it. What does Satan say? Oh, everybody stop flying. Everybody stop driving. Everybody stop using the resources. We're destroying the planet. Everybody quit. I've come to kill, steal, and destroy. So all the life that God gives, Satan comes to suck that life out. And everybody that doesn't know God, they're a part of using that. Now, God promised he would keep the earth healthy and in order until he came back and destroyed it himself during during the Great Tribulation. Which means God said, use the resources. I've given enough. I'm going to bless you. You're not going to run out of anything. You're not going to overpollute. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And just go for it. It's yours. I will make sure everything's in order. But for those who don't know God, and then for Satan, now what is he going to do? The exact opposite. No, no, no. You can't do that. You can't use those resources. Everybody's got to stop. We've got to save the planet or we're going to destroy it. We are not going to destroy it. God supernaturally said he'll protect it. And it will be destroyed, but not by us. It's going to be destroyed by God himself during the Great Tribulation. So anyway, I just point that out to say, look, whatever God says, notice, start noticing culturally, Satan will push the exact opposite. And they are lies, lies, lies. Recognize that. Believe the word of God. Target Corporation is partnering partnering with a K-12 education group for which focuses on getting districts to adopt policies that will keep parents in the dark on their child's in-school gender transition. you got to be kidding me. They're going to cut off their private parts, first of all, which is demonic. That's demonic. And number two, they're going to hide it from the parents, providing sexually explicit books to schools for free. They're perverting our kids and integrating gender, gender ideology at all levels of curriculum in public schools. Listen, they may call us evil for fighting this, Greg. No, they're the ones that are evil. It's them that's evil. We're standing for righteousness. I think about Ahab when he came there to, uh, when Elijah came to Ahab, and Ahab said, there you are, O troubler of Israel. He said, I'm <laughs> yes. not the troubler of Israel. You're the troubler of Israel. These guys are the troublers of America. Uh, this group leads the movement in creating and affirming, they say, the anti-racist spaces for these students. And like, so what if we say this is sinful, we're racist. Give me a break. We're godly. He says, we are proud of our 10 plus years of collaboration with GLSEN and continue to support their mission. Target said the retail giant provides annual donations to this group. Uh, this group calls for gender ideology to be integrated into all classrooms, even math. They want to integrate perversion into math. It provides educators instructions on how they can make math more inclusive and trans and non-binary identities. How is math non-inclusive? By including they and them pronouns in word problems. Look, if I sound upset, it's because I am. Um, Satan is attacking our children. And we've got to speak up as believers and make a stand. It is absurd. And remember, whatever God does, Satan does the opposite. We see it played out here in a very real way. Now, can you imagine, Pastor Mark... If that wasn't the article, and if the article was this, what would the people's response be? Target partners with churches, pushing for kids' salvation to be secretly done and baptize them in schools without parental consent. Wow. Says it all. Says it all. Their what, heads, would, what, what would the response their be? Their heads would blow off. Their heads are like, how can you do that? You can't take those children and indoctrinate them in what you believe. And yet, that's exactly what Satan is doing. He's taking our children. Yes. He's trying to indoctrinate our children. And by the way, I'm blaming this on Satan. This goes right up to the this top. This is a spiritual battle. This goes right up to the top. Absolutely. The, the people, this goes right to the top. The, the, these people are just being used. Yes. They're, 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 they're the, you know, the ones being used by the enemy, but this is Satan. First John five nineteen. those that are not in Christ Jesus are under the sway or the influence of the evil That's one. That's right. That's right. He controls them. Well, here's more people that are under the influence of the evil one. This again from Fox News, Pastor Mark. L.A. Dodgers condemned for re-inviting an anti-Catholic LGBTQ group 
to Pride Night. Yeah. Again, here we go again with this worldwide push and even now in our athletics uh, to promote this whole agenda that's anti-God. A Major League Baseball team's decision to honor the LGBT activist group that mocks Catholics shows the organization prioritizes LGBT groups more than religious ones. The president of the Catholic Advocacy uh, Group said the Dodgers announced earlier this month they would give their Community Hero Award to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Greg, it's this it's this it's trans, a mocking group. It's a mocking it trans group against anything godly. And they're going to give them their Community Hero Award. I mean, look how far we've gone. Yeah. They're an activist group of, of the, the Perpetual Indulgence as an activist group of queer and trans nuns before their June 16 match. In Pride Month, last week, the team uninvited the group following criticism from Catholics, including uh, Catholic Vote and Senator Marco Rubio. However, this week, they changed their mind and went right back uh, to a statement apologizing to the sisters and re-inviting them again. They, they chose, again, just to go this evil route. This is an anti-Catholic hate group of homosexual men that dress up as Catholic nuns and engage in blasphemous and sacrilegious activities, it says, such as blessing themselves with sex toys, pole dancing on a cross, and inverting the words of Christ saying, go and send some more. Oh, Bri- wow. Yeah, and this is direct mockery straight at God. Brian Burst, the president of the Catholic Vote of Conservative, Conservative Political Advocacy Group, told Fox News. So this is like, here's the thing, Greg. It went from those behind the scenes attacking God and the church and trying to do things in the dark and secret to when they came out of the closet, it's now in your face, and we're going to put it right in your face and do whatever we want any way that we want. Um, and so... Um, it's just, it's just evil. That's all I know. It's evil, and we've got to stand up and speak the truth. You know, it, it's it's worth repeating this verse again because it just came to mind as as you were talking about this. Isaiah five twenty. Woe woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly right, Greg. They go the opposite. Yep. Yep. Well, here's more of it. I uh, hate to pile on, but here we go. Newsmax is reporting that Kohl's, the department store, uh, is, I guess, trying to sell baby pride merchandise, and it's sparking uh, sharper shopper outrage. Well, it should. It should spark outrage everywhere, and they should be completely just ignored and just, I mean, it should not only be don't shop there, but you should be, you know what, speaking out about it. I'm going to say right now, Kohl's, you're in sin. Target, you're in sin. All you businesses that are doing this, you are in sin. You are, Jesus said this, better a millstone hung around your neck than you cause one of these little ones to stumble. And all you're doing is wrapping huge millstones around your neck. This is eternal decisions you're making. You need to repent. Kohl's has become the latest major retailer, it says, to buy itself a cart full of trouble with shoppers. Some voicing outrage at the department store. Uh, Kohl's joined Target, uh, Anheuser-Busch, and the North Face among retailers experiencing a public backlash and calls for a boycott. That is after Kohl's released its latest Pride Month merchandise, including Baby Sonoma Community Pride bodysuit set, for three-month, six-month, and nine-month-old kids. The bodysuit, or the onesie. Sports and illustrated uh, sports and illustration of what appears to be a lesbian couple with a dog and three children, including a young boy in a wheelchair. One adult in the illustration is carrying a progressive pride flag. Other Coles Pride merchandise under scrutiny includes love is love. That's the whole thing. They say, well, you know what? Any kind of love is right, which is wrong. That's not right. Uh, towels, bibs, candles, shorts, pillows, as well as shirts that say, be proud and ask my pronouns. Oh, Wow. I will say, okay, I, I'll, let me interject this ahead, while, you're thinking, do, while, you, while you're thinking. I, I've, I've yet to confirm this, so don't say, thus saith Greg. Okay. But I had read somewhere, but I haven't looked it up in the Bible myself. But it was, it was written that the demons refer to themselves as them, they, us, and we. Hmm. You know, I, I I don't I don't know. I know that I know I know one instance because there was a lot of them. They would have to. Uh, you know, we asked him. You know what their name was. He said Legion because we are many. But but again, they would have to say that. Uh, what I would like to see is I, yeah, are there I, any individual demons who do that? That exactly. would be interesting. And that's that's why I, I don't know for certain. But yeah. again, because we know that these things are stirred up in the spiritual right. realm first, right. and then they manifest themselves physically, right. We know that there's demonic influence. Right. So 
this push for pronouns yeah. in things that you don't own a pronoun. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, it's, it's insanity just like everything else. But yet when we look at all of this, Pastor Mark, through the light of God's prophetic word, at least it explains it. It doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it any easier. But at least we understand where it's coming from because they might be losing their mind. And really, God says, I'm going to give them over to a debased or a depraved mind right. because they've rejected me, essentially, is what he's saying in right. Romans right. chapter 1. But we don't have to go that route. Right. We don't have to go cuckoo or think, man, what is... What is, you know, no, we know what's going on. Yeah. God told us. Yeah. And Greg, you know, it goes back to one of the themes that was in my heart today. Remember, everything God says, mm. Satan does the opposite. What did yes. God say? God created them male and female. That's it. Two genders. God made it. He knows. He's God. He's the creator. There's male and female. That is it. There, there are no more genders. There's two genders, male and female. Thus says the Lord God of all creation. So what does Satan do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, there's a lot. And you can have, and we're going to have multiple, and we're going to call them even they and them. We're going to, again, the exact opposite of God is what Satan will always do. Um, God comes to give life and life more abundant. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God says, here's what's right. Satan says, nope, this is, that's wrong. And you're going to see that across the board, in all these things that happen culturally, we, we have to learn to rise above pol- politics, above people, above cultural arguments, and realize this is a spiritual battle. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities in heavenly places. It's very coordinated and very organized. And another reason, Pastor Mark, why we've got to keep everything in biblical perspective is because our response and our approach needs to be in love. It can't be in our flesh in terms of the anger of our flesh. Now, there's such a thing as being angry against sin. Yes. And, and and that's fine. But when you're trying to reach people, you're not going to reach them with the truth. They're not going to change their mind and their heart with you doing the same thing that they're doing. And that is yelling and threatening and all of that. That is the flesh. That is pride. That is rebellion that's responding. And God's calling us to respond differently. Right. And so we've got to be walking in the spirit as the Bible teaches us and not walking in our flesh because otherwise we're going to let our anger manifest itself in the flesh. And we just can't do that. As well, much as it, it's easy and it, oh, it would feel really good, it's going to do eternal damage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even in the passion, Greg, my anger is yeah. not. Oh, no, people. I'm not saying that about you. I'm just saying in general. I, I know I'm, you were. This is the admonition to all of us. No, I know you yeah. weren't, but I wanted to extrapolate on that. My yeah. anger is at the sin. My anger yes. is at the, the destruction that it brings. Yes. The fact that it condemns souls eternally. That that makes me angry. Yeah. For people's souls to begin. Listen, Jesus died for every single person on this planet. I don't care what sin you're involved in. I don't care what you believe. He died for you on the cross. The problem is if you don't repent of your sin and accept his death for you by that repentance, you can't can't be forgiven or go to heaven so the christian's job is to make it known how to be forgiven and and we, we get angry about things that would condemn souls it'd be like yes. angry about somebody that caused your kid yeah. to be hurt right. you're going to get angry about yes. that but you you still we love them and we care about them but the reality is is you've got to make a stand against it you know greg we're the light of the world we're the salt of the earth think about this we've talked about it what is holding back just the onslaught of all this wickedness? It's the Christians speaking up like we're doing right now. We're putting salt out there. We're shining light so it kind of pushes back. Uh, they want to do it, but it's uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know. What happens when the salt and the light is yanked out of this planet? We've talked about it before. When that rapture takes place, it is going to be a flood of darkness, a flood of wickedness overnight that is going to be unimaginable. Look, this is the world with salt. This is the world with light. What's it going to be like without it? Oh, my goodness. That's, I was just thinking oh that. I'm goodness. like, I mean, it feels like the train's already jumped the tracks. Yes. I mean, I can't imagine what it's going to be after the rapture. Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine, Greg. I can't even imagine. All right. Are we good there? Because I know that I had interrupted you at one point because I know you needed to gather your, yep. your thoughts. Okay. No, I'm good. Okay. All right. I don't think so. There's nobody in there. Yes. It's just an empty room. Uh, This is some weird stuff. This is from The Blaze. The Stanford professor says aliens, hey, they're already living here on Earth. Yeah, yeah. This is wild. I mean, Greg, this is... um, Okay, what makes this interesting to me is Stanford professor. 
<laughs> now, I've shared this with the body, and probably have here on the radio. It used to be that the UFO people were the wackos. Yes. You're, you know, that's a good point you bring up. It is now the Stanford professors. <laughs> it is now the U.S. government that is saying, we've got UFOs. It is Stanford professors saying, we've got aliens. So understand, things have changed, and why have things changed? Again, I think, Greg, this is a whole part of that spiritual turn, getting the world ready for spiritual deception in the last days. I think we're going to see more and more about aliens and UFOs, and I think the Antichrist, Satan and the Antichrist, are going to use it somehow. I don't fully know how yet. Maybe the whole rapture idea, yes. But there may even be more than the rapture idea that he could use it for. But it is coming to the surface. It is coming to the forefront. And now it's almost kind of like, you don't believe in UFOs? You don't believe in aliens? What's wrong with you? Are you a wacko? It's gone exact opposite. Stanford University professor, a renowned ufologist, ufologist, UFOologist, confidently declared that only have uh, aliens, not only have aliens visited the earth, but they have been here for a long time. Dr. Gary Nolan, a professor of pathology at Stanford's medical school, made the eyebrow-raising assertions during a recent conference, uh, Eye Connections, the SALT Eye Connections Conference, held in New York City titled, The Pentagon, Extraterrestrial Intelligence, and Crash UFOs. Um, when asked if he believes that aliens have visited the Earth, Nolan declared, and I quote, I think you can go a step further. They haven't just visited, been here a long time, and still here. I think it's an advanced form of intelligence that's using some kind of intermediaries, he, he claimed. It's not that they walk among us wearing a skin suit. You're going to put something there, and I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, as an intelligence test, he said they'll do. He likened aliens visiting in UFOs to when South American native tribes first saw Spanish ships, saying they didn't understand what they were seeing. And I mm. quote, they're showing up and they're saying, who among us is intelligent enough to realize what you're looking at? Nolan said at the conversation, the smart people know that it's little green men. Can you see what's in front of you for what it really is? Can you see what uh, the uh, anomalous data point? When asked to quantify how confident he is about aliens visiting the Earth, Nolan fired back 100%. And that's not just my opinion, he added. The National Defense Authorization Act passed last year, signed by the president, President Biden, in December. 30 pages, that is the establishment of an unidentified aerial phenomenon office. So they obviously believe it, in other words. The Stanford professor defended his belief in extraterrestrials on our planet by saying, and I quote, you just need to look at what your government's doing right now about it. You know, I was like, just look at your government. Dr. Nolan said that said that office, uh, that all uh, domain anomaly resolution office, which has 25 people working in it, has been tasked with collecting the information across the U.S. Department of Defense intelligence agencies, and collation of that into a uniform format for the very first time and provision of that uh, uh, then to Congress, according to the news. So, again, I watched that that video. I went and watched that clip. And he's he's there. This is conference. This guy's having some questions. And he's just saying, yeah, they're they're here. They're, they're, we know it. He said that we have actual, he claims, I know we have actual crashes. And... Um, and, and, and you can go and see the materials. They're not from this planet, blah, blah, blah. You'll kind of think that they wouldn't let me at it. They always of say course. they couldn't get that at it, right? Yeah, and we never see the picture. Yeah. I know. But, again, and that goes with, with these things that the government's been releasing, of these things flying across. They're saying they're probes that they're sending in, and that's mm-hmm. what they're saying. Yeah. Now, again, I think it's demonic. And, um, oh, absolutely. And, and, again, if they're that advanced and they can't even keep their probes from crashing, then, you know, you wonder how advanced are they. But either way, you know, it's like a computer crash and a probe crash. Hopefully they've got a backup. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. Sorry Greg. for those of you that own a Ford probe. Yeah. But, I, yeah. but um, anyway, but, Greg, here's the thing. Yes. I think we have to start watching for things that are being promoted worldwide yes. to see what the enemy's doing. And that's why I brought up the whole transgender things being promoted worldwide, the, the, the sexual things yeah. promoted worldwide. Keep your eye on that. That's a spiritual thing. Now you're seeing the UFOs being promoted worldwide. That's a spiritual thing. So s- somehow yeah. these are all going to come into play in the end time scenario in yeah. a larger degree, and we need to keep our eyes wide yeah. open. Now, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that uh, the, rap, uh, the UFOs or the existence, purported existence of UFOs, uh, will be used to help explain away the rapture. Right. I also believe that artificial intelligence will be used by the Antichrist to mimic God's ability to be sovereign, and that is 
to be omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. Right. Okay? Right. The only way that that is going to happen for Satan, because he does not possess that ability naturally how he was created, that is reserved for God and God only, I believe it will be through artificial intelligence, and I've messed with some of it, and it is truly powerful, and we are just on the beginnings of of AI. And this story here from CNN Business says that the AI industry and researchers have signed a statement warning of an extinction risk. Absolutely. And Greg, let me even say this. Even in AI, they don't fully understand how it works. Exactly. I mean, there seems to be a spiritual element to AI and quantum computers that they say we don't understand how this works. It's working. And you wonder, is that also part of the spiritual deception in the last days that maybe Satan is giving supernatural knowledge and God's allowing him to do it? And they're worried about these machines reaching to a point of sentience. Absolutely. Here it goes. Dozens of AI industry leaders, academics, and even some celebrities on Tuesday called for reducing the risk of global annihilation (laughs) due to artificial intelligence, arguing in a brief statement that the threat of an AI extinction event should be a top global priority. What they're afraid of, Greg, is the AI is going to start doing its own thing and just say, hey, we don't need people. Just blow them up and take over. Over and do it. Right. Uh, mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks, such as pandemics and nuclear war, read the statement published by the Center for AI Safety. The statement was signed by leading industry officials, including OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, the so-called godfather of AI, Geoffrey Hinton, top executives and researchers from Google, DeepMind, and Anthropic, Kevin Scott, Microsoft chief technology officer, and these other guys, etc. says the statement highlights wide-ranging concerns about the ultimate danger of unchecked artificial intelligence. Now, you know, Elon Musk has been talking about this for a while. A while. He's concerned about it as well because... Again, they say once you start allowing them to kind of go through a thought process that they can think through and computerize, they look at what's logical, what's needed, and, and they don't need man. They don't need and they, all these things. They can begin to destroy us, and that's their concern that they would do that. It's interesting. Uh, in Fox News today, an unrelated article, it's related, but we don't have it. They simulated an AI drone attack. Did you see I that? Re- I read that on another article the Air Force did, and it in it artificially took out the human took out the wrong people and even destroyed the tower of the military themselves it started attacking its own military because it did because it felt that its mission was going to be thwarted yeah and it was like no you're not going to stop me from doing what i'm going to do i'm sorry mark yes i can't let you do that (laughs) pretty much was that the sound of the door locking Yeah. You know, you know, look, We're not uh, that far off from that. AI was just about to leave. AI. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, look, I, 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 again, these are things to get excited about. We are living in very exciting days. We are watching the Bible come to life. We're watching spiritual activity manifest more and more. For those who have eyes to see, it is undeniable, and it just means the Lord is so near to his return. Wow. We need to get excited. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And I, I, you know, again, you know, sometimes when you do these things, you talk this show, we've talked about it before, you know, don't, please don't have the response of fear. If you've got fear, you don't understand what this means. It, it's, it's almost over, gang. We're the, the real party is about to begin because look, God's going to take us out, the Bible says, in the rapture. And when that happens, yes, he's going to judge the earth. And yes, the great tribulation is going to begin and all that. But we're going to be having a major wedding feast in heaven with Jesus Christ, our Lord, for seven years, rejoicing, worshiping, feasting. I mean, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Everybody's going to love each other. No hard feelings. Everybody's forgiven. No weirdness. No awkwardness. Yes. We're all family. It's just going to be joy, 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 joy. And we're going to enjoy. And then at the end of that seven years, we saddle up. We come down to the earth. He's going to wipe out the Antichrist and the false prophet and those that hate God. He's going to establish his throne there in Jerusalem for a thousand years. And then we have another great thousand years of rejoicing, singing, praising, feasting, just enjoying the Lord. And then it gets better. At the end of that thousand years, he destroys this heaven and earth because it's been tainted by sin. And he creates a new heaven and a new earth. And we live forever there. We want you to be a part of that. And it only comes through the cross of Jesus Christ. Go to him. Confess your sin. Ask him to forgive you. Thank him for what he's done on the cross and be a part of our family. Amen. Pastor Mark, thank you so much. And folks, thanks for listening. Don't forget our website, thewaymedia.net, for all things signs of the times related and everything else right there. And we hope to see you back here next Friday at 1.30 as we continue to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's word is signs of the times.